Uh, someone astutely points out Tom Tupa was the best Ohio State. He was an Ohio State guy? Quarterback, yeah. He was a punter, wasn't Correct. he? Correct. He had a great a punting career in the NFL. I he knew was he a was punter. a quarterback slash punter, but yeah. I didn't know he was an Ohio State guy. Yeah, yeah. That's who Ohio State's hanging on to, I Tom Tupa. Wow, Although that's... someone else does point out, hey, Texas Tech didn't have a successful quarterback run either. You just never know. You just never this know. You're 100%. No, I, I don't think it matters. I was just thinking off the top of my head. Like no. Every year there's an Ohio State quarterback that's supposed to be a game changer, and every year that guy, you no. never hear from again, yep. you know? Um, also, uh, checking in, Zach, gray uh, three-seater couch doesn't appear to recline. It's in oh. the median of 35, just north of 291. Uh, if you're out there furniture shopping on the highways today, thank you to uh, Zach. Right, yeah. Um, I love this draft. And it's not about the names involved and the players involved. I, For the Chiefs' perspective, I love this draft. They can go any direction again. Would you go quarterback and we'll be good. Well, no, and you don't have to because well, no. Again, see, here's what you do: you go quarterback at 31. Everybody thinks you get you drafted a star, and they'll trade the rest of their drafts to yeah, you for that guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. You go that approach too. But I like I like the quarterback run. Mm-hmm. I like the quarterback runs ahead of the Chiefs. Like take as many quarterbacks as you want. You guys keep searching for these quarterbacks. What a waste of time! A nice player then drops to you at 31. I love that aspect of it. But you go offensive line, wide receiver, defensive line. Do not go running back. Yeah, anything running back. So when you say they could go I any direction, it. do not say that. No. Any direction but running back. I think back. they know that. I think they know that. But everything's in play. I love that. I love it. Mm-hmm. They have the flexibility to move with 12 picks. They have positions that they can stand to get better but don't have to. There's no, There's nothing that screams, I have to do this uh, in this draft, which is, which is awesome. I, I just love the spot they're in. Now, I've also heard plenty of outside now. I'll leave it to Veach. Oh, people are actually listening and to I, what we've been I, saying. And now, I love huh? that now, too. That's like, you just put their hands up. Like, why would I doubt what they're doing over there? Right. Correct. Why would you doubt what they're doing? How over many there? years do you 12? give carte blanche to where you say that before then you start freaking out over Breland Speaks again? Because I, well, I, mean, I think the window is wide well, open I think, right I think, Well, they, they've also put themselves in a trouble spot where every pick has to be productive. Everybody, everybody thinks every pick is going to be a star now. You're you know, right about like that. Every yeah, pick has right. to show you some type of production. Not to be a star, but have to have to contribute somehow, some way. But how many teams can go through their entire draft from a year ago and go, yeah, I, I remember a play that that guy made, that that guy made, that guy, no, guy made, nobody. that guy made. Like that guy. said, look at the last three years. Nobody. Nobody, right? Nobody can do Nobody's that. Nobody's had these players yeah. still on their rosters. He set the bar very high for himself. Yes. This past year, especially. Yeah. It's like when you come out of the gate hot and you set that bar really, really high. Well, you got to live up to that now. So so yeah. it, it it's never a long window. The criticism will be. But, hey, you got to keep supplementing. So I mean, the last really bad pick that you look at and you, you kind of scratch your head over is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? Like, that's the one that's the, the most questionable. I know there's Lucas Niang and, you know, Darian Kennard that haven't done a whole heck of a lot since they've been on this roster. But they're offensive linemen. You know, it is what it is with that. But I, I think the last questionable pick is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I don't exactly remember when it happened. You and I are like, oh, all right, fine, whatever. You know, they just won the Super Bowl. Kind of need a running back. Go for we it, were definitely right? in the hangover phase there. Like, yeah, who cares? Who cares, <laughs> right? It definitely was yeah, the hangover phase. And then phase. NFL Network told us how great he was and everything else. Right. So, yeah. But you also knew at that time, like, running back in the first round is, is not a value pick, right? It's just yeah. not. It never will be in the NFL uh, Josh Kando, someone says, too, that it didn't really panned out to do much. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, are we really sweating that? Right now, if you have a whole draft well, of I mean, Joshua Kando's, that's a different, that's a position you could use right now. You could, you so, could, but who's to say if they didn't take Joshua Kando, they would have taken another defensive end yeah, that would have mattered. I, yeah, you, yeah, you don't, I know. don't know. I mean, now you get the butterfly effect right now going but on. I, but I, I just love where they're at with the ability to bunch of picks, a 
bunch of positions you can pick, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see, yeah. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I could see <laughs> that happening, especially at the top. You're like, okay, go any direction you want, go any direction you want. Right? It seems like you go the three. You know, offensive line, defensive line, and to me, wide receiver, because mm-hmm. they're always going to be in the mix for that. And you go, okay, that's, yeah, I could see, I could see we're going to do that. And I think you'll be fine. The so. interesting one for me is um, the text we took yesterday. And I don't know if this is a possibility, but it should be this, because this was a brilliant idea that we got after the show yesterday. Brett Feach is going to trade picks, right? You, you know what's going to happen. The guy, the guy gets antsy with picks, right? Wants to trade the picks, move around, have some fun. Because everybody knows how boring the draft is, including those who are involved in the draft. Well, if we trade something, it get, creates excitement, right? And so somebody texted in yesterday that instead of Brett Veach trading the picks, Brett Veach, the trade would be he makes the pick for that team. And I kind of like that idea. And if you're another team, doesn't that have to be more intriguing than getting an extra pick by just allowing Brett Veach to make your pick (laughs) for you? Evaluators make our pick for us. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you two fifth round picks for the opportunity to have Brett Veach make our fifth round. Okay, fine. Although I would trust Brett Veach to make a crappy pick for us. I would do it. That's exactly what you would do. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that guy. Who? I don't know. I'd like them to do that. So (laughs) I go, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I kind of like that, right? You are getting running back. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that that was a great text yesterday. Like it came at the end of the show. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I wish we got that earlier, man. Yeah. I love that idea. Instead of trading the picks, just let Veach make the pick for him. Yeah, we'll give you two fifths and a seventh if you select our our sixth round pick. All right, we have to give nothing up. Brett just has to make the pick. Fine. <laughs> if you're another team, you trust that. He's going to be on the up and up with you. Would you rather trust Brett Veach or anybody else as a general manager? Well, right I'm now just saying, I don't league, think right? Brett Veach would be in the best interest as, as prideful as he would be about hitting draft picks, as he should be, yeah. right? Um, I don't it does think go he would his do it permanent for record. somebody else's. Just be like asterisks. <laughs> I picked for them. You think I was going to give him a good pick? Good grief. Uh, now you got somebody arguing with you, Josh. I just love this do. one. This one's didn't Mahomes handpick CEH? Come on. You really believe that's the case? No, they ran it by him. Right. They ran it by him and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm a, yeah, CEA should be great. Yeah. They're the ones that pick CEA. And then, then you responded back. Now this guy's arguing with you and throwing no, out we links. We know exactly what the scenario it's was. It's on USA Today. Oh, that's the cartoon section of news. We know exactly what happened. They ran it by him right. to make him feel, make part, him of feel part of the process. He didn't make the and pick. And of course, he's like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I like that. They, they showed him the tape. Sure. That's what you do with your star players. You, yes. you invite them in, show them a couple of guys. Yes. Yeah, I like that yes. guy. All right, fine. No, he wasn't, he wasn't delving. No. In the tape, if, by if Patrick Mahomes made said, that pick, then why do we have Brett Veach? I've got Ceh over here. I think yeah. we should do this. No, they, they it was a courtesy. Courtesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the odds are out for MVP for next season, and uh, Mahomes is the favorite, five to one right Not now. Not getting a lot of run on that one, five to one necessarily. Right. But um, and then you think about it. You know, stacking Super Bowls is hard, but also stacking MVPs is hard. It is. I, I started to go down a rabbit hole with this one because, you know, we get to the point in, in life, in sports, where we get tired of things, right? You know, like we get tired of Bill Self being good, so nobody votes him as coach of the year. We get tired of Andy Reid always being good, so we don't vote Andy Reid coach of the year. And I'm thinking, are we getting to that point now with Patrick Mahomes? Because now I'm thinking from a gambling perspective, right? I'm thinking from, okay, I've got the FanDuel app. I got some bucks that I made off the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes last year. 
what's going to be the best bang for my buck this year in order to cash in. So I'm thinking from a gambling perspective, and I know how people get in the NFL. We're so quick to find the next, right? Yeah, Everybody wants to find the next. Not going to be the MVP again. Odds would say that, right? He may be the yeah. favorite, but odds are people are going to say, "I'm tired of Patrick Mahomes. I'm voting for so and so," right? And so I, I started to look, and I'm like, all right, Patrick Mahomes now has two MVPs in the NFL, tied with Joe Montana, tied with Kurt Warner. And there's a handful of guys, Rodgers, Brady, Favre, Jim Brown, for those of you who don't know, played football back in the day. Johnny Unitas, Josh and I don't know him. He played back in the day. They all have three. Never seen him. They all have three MVPs, and Peyton Manning has five MVPs, right? So if Patrick Mahomes gets one more MVP, he's in his rarefied air, right, with, with, with folks that have more than two MVPs. And there aren't many that have two MVPs. We just kind of went through that list, right? So I think the MVP is kind of like one of those deals where people get tired of the same person winning every year because you could have made the case for Peyton Manning and Tom Brady just alternate every other year for the MVP. And Peyton Manning won in 2003, 2004. Tom Brady won it in 2007. It almost Peyton felt- Manning won it in 8 and 9. Brady won it in 10. You know, kind this, of- must, this may be revisionist history and not dealing with anything, but it always felt like, well, Brady wins it. Let's just give it to Manning because he was good too. Right. You know right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Brady's winning it all, so just give it to Manning. Give it to Manning. Right. I and Aaron Rodgers mixed in a couple. I feel you like know? that was that was a big part of those days. We're like, we really like both quarterbacks. Manning's not winning this thing because Brady is. So let's find another award we can get to him. MVP sounds good. I mean, it's it seems like from like 2003 to like basically 2020, other than Patrick Mahomes having that one MVP, it was either Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady that were winning the MVP, right? It was one of those three guys. And so I, I look at it from, again, from a gambling perspective where the odds are good right now. I, I think if Joe Burrow has anything close to a, a season like he's had in his first two years, he'll probably win that MVP. People want to kind of pass that torch a little bit. But here, again, with the gambling, the outside looking in type thing, Derek Carr right now for odds to win the MVP is 33 to one. If he goes to the jets and they do well and make the postseason and he has a good year, don't you think Derek Carr is going to get a lot of New York MVP votes and be in that conversation for MVP? That's, That's a long shot one for me. If he ends up, I mean, with the jets. a lot of things would have to happen for that to be the case. Right. But, but if you're looking for, yes, a long shot type pick. Yeah. I really like Lamar Jackson at 18 to one. Where's he playing? But, I don't care. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. But he's also won an MVP before, mm-hmm. which gives me pause. You know what I mean? Right. Like, can he win another MVP or is at, at, in the attention? Have we already seen it? So he won't. Maybe. Category. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, are you giving Lamar a second MVP and he doesn't have a, but I think he could have a big year and not win MVP. Right. And not win at all. Mm-hmm. I honestly but, think but it's I, a two-man race between Burrow and Mahomes. But I kind of liked I kind of liked Lamar, but I'm like I don't think they're going to give it to him twice, right? Because <laughs> does he does he he doesn't scream two-time MVP without a postseason yet. win? No, too, you no, know? not yet. Yeah. So it feels like a Burrow is probably the most sense to me, right? I I think so too. I don't. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a a step back year, new coordinator, the whole nine yards. There, we we discussed that. I don't think the the Buffalo Bills are in that same position anymore as they were. Justin just Herbert's going to be force fed to us, but but I think ultimately it's going to come down to Mahomes or Joe Burrow to win this thing. It's 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 hard to to pick anyone else out of the AFC as well. It is like what are you going to have to do to supplant maybe the Chiefs being the best team, right? And that's tough. That's a tough that's a tough spot to be in where I can't say because like Trevor Lawrence could have a really nice year, 
But what if they bow out in the playoffs in round Well, the MVP one is regular you know I mean? season. I know, though. but I'm yeah. just saying, you know, the hype of whatever, do you see them as a team that's a formidable force? I think that, I think you have to probably be an MVP candidate. Look who the two were this year. The forces were the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah. Well, those are the two MVP candidates. I think that that carries a lot of weight, too. Your team has to be regarded as being in the mix. Um, the reason Josh Allen was was because Buffalo was projected to be a a, a finalist-type team. Yeah. So who falls in that category? It'd be hard pressed to say. Josh to Allen me, at ten to one odds is good odds, though. Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, right now being in the AFC would be a tough, a tough one. Justin Fields at twenty to one. Give me a thousand to one, and maybe I'd put yeah, five dollars on way that. Way too low on that one. Why? Why are his odds better for MVP than Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins for know. for you know or Matthew know. Stafford? I also saw Russell Wilson on really high on the comeback player of the year list. Oh God. No, Demar Hamlin already won that award, which I thought was which I thought was interesting. So I'm like, oh, so you, you do get credit for sucking and then coming back to being relevant? Again. No, you you shouldn't get credit for being terrible and ruining an organization and then coming back and going eight and nine. I think Demar Hamlin is going to be the odds-on favorite to win the, the comeback player of the year, right? Yes, yes, he is. And it's going to take a lot to un like if if Demar comes back. Now everybody's oh he'll be back. Maybe he won't be back. I, if I'm Demar Hamlin, I'm going. Hell, I don't know if I want to go out there and do that again. Speaking of coming back, maybe this guy could win it. We'll tell you who next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, running 13 years strong. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't no now. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. God, I love Kiss. You sent that video from Kiss yesterday that we were watching. I want to rock and roll all night. We need more teachers like that. No, I sent you Twisted Sister, I want to rock. That's what I sent you. Because I thought maybe we could incorporate that into a J, I want to mock. Yeah. Uh. Can we can yeah. we get that done before the next time Jay when he starts yeah. mocking? I think when, when we get to that, I got something special. We'll get that in there for one of my uh, produced open intros. I want to mock, mock. Dun, 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 dun. But you watched that beginning of that I twisted sister video, mock. right? And that teacher was so old school teacher. Like we all had a guy like that back in the day, right? That you just hated as your teacher, but man, when you look back, it was the best thing that ever happened oh, to yeah. you. Coach Sanger at Northeast High. Mine was Miss Clark. Not only was she gorgeous, whew, but uh, she she gave me this line that I use with my kids. She, you know, she goes, "I'm not going to spoon feed you." I'm like, "Just give me the answer, lady." Never would. Made me work for it. Mm. Made, made me try. Made me do things out of my comfort zone. I use that with my kids all the time. Not going to spoon feed you. I learned from Miss Clark. She'd be appreciative of that. Her and Miss Ambrosio, though, whew, my heart is skipping beats.
But that old school grizzled old man teacher that you thought was really old is probably younger than us. <laughs> we thought he was old, you know, back in the day. Getting up there teaching you science. I never felt like I had any just out of school teachers. You know what I mean? Like, Those were the only two I had. The others yeah. were old. old yeah. Like my mother and I went just... to the same high school. We had the same teachers. Yeah. There might have been like student teachers, but you never saw them again. They never got hired there. Usually the student the teacher old... doesn't get hired at the school. They, they were all older. Yeah. Yeah. But I always felt it was weird that my mother and I had some of the same teachers. They were the gym teachers, Miss Mason and Miss Malandrino. I do um, want to know where my narcoleptic driver's ed sleeping is now somewhere. Today. I'm sure taking a nap because that was still just weird. I miss when teachers drank and smoked in class too. Those were the days. We always had that one teacher you thought was drinking under the desk, whether he was or not. I don't know, but definitely was in the teachers' lounge. Yeah. You knew they were putting them back there. Or if you saw the teachers coming out of the boiler room, you knew what they were doing back there. Hanging with the janitor, baby. Sparking a dart. Cleaning erasers. Mm -hmm. That's what all that smoke was? Eraser cleaning? Yep. Uh Eraser dust. Why do you smell like the bar where I pick up my daddy at night? I don't care if this is really happening or not, but I'm all here... Speaking of smoke, I'm I'm here for all the smoke. Okay. Ben Volan of the Boston Globe. Tom Brady announced his retirement for the second time this month. He even filed retirement paperwork with the NFL. Except the retirement papers are a symbolic gesture that mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and every other action by Brady suggests he's keeping his options open to play in 2023. First came the news he wouldn't begin his broadcasting career until next year. Then came what Brady didn't do, sign a new contract with the Buccaneers to give them relief from the $35.1 million dead salary cap he leaves for 2023. Brady could easily help out the Buccaneers by signing a contract worth the minimum salary, waiting to retire until June 1st, and spreading out the $35 million over multiple years. It's possible the Buccaneers wanted it this way so they can take all their cap lumps this year and be ready to go in 2024. More likely, though, it seems Brady's leaving his options open just in case he decides he wants to play again. I'm not ruling out his return until the season kicks off in September. I'm not ruling out his return until we're, we're, we're you know, RIP Tom Brady. Like, I think he's going to be one of those guys until the day he dies. Everybody's talking about whether or not Tom Brady's going to come back and play. He's going to be like the Bill Cower of, of quarterbacks yeah. every single year. But Bill Cower never really intended to come back. No, you but know? he was the hot name every year, even though he didn't. Right. Ultimately, didn't ever want to come back. But, but I think the difference is Tom always, Brady may think about yeah, truly Tom coming Brady back. might actually yeah. want to come back. Right. Yeah. Unlike, unlike like he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're going to be saying, Tom, do you think he can play next year? He goes, well, I am only 50. He's going. He's about to go to the stage. And they're like, are you sure? Are you yeah. sure? Sure. You, are you, sure? You, you know, you can you can play after you go into the Hall of Fame, Tom. Yeah. You, you, you can still play. Yeah. And I'd, I'd let him. Why not? You know, there there's a, an old song by Semi-Sonic called Closing Time. And the line is, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I think the NFL needs to tell that to Tom Brady. Hey, you don't have to go home wherever that may be at this point in your life, but you can't stay here, man. This league is done with you. You got to move on. You you got to move on. I'd say no. Just let's keep it going. But I but see that that's the thing though. Sometimes, I like too that he's like, sometimes seemingly... the commissioner has to save the league from themselves because you know these teams are going to be falling all over themselves to try to get a forty six year old Tom Brady to play quarterback, and we saw him at forty five last year, and he wasn't any good. I like that he can continue to drive the. Um, the New England folks crazy too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because they, I mean, they, they talk so much Brady when he was a Buck, mm-hmm. and now you have all the reports that are any reports about whatever 
still coming out of Boston. That's right. where they want and him. And if he does come back and then announces his retirement again next, like, are we even going to acknowledge it? You know, like at, at some point in time, he's the boy that cried wolf. At some point in time, you just got to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. He he is driving all the New England folks crazy. He's driving. I guarantee you, the Raider, like the people in in Las Vegas, saw this report. Like, hmm, there's a chance. Let's go get Tom Brady to play out here. Like, no, you don't need to go get Tom Brady to play out here. Start your careers with a new quarterback, a young quarterback, oh. and somebody you can build around. That's that's where I get into the whole. I can find you plenty of guys that won't throw for 4,700 yards next season. It's mm, true. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean. But what, what are we trying to do here? Are you trying to catch lightning in a bottle? And if you're the Raiders, have one year of Tom Brady trying to compete with Patrick Mahomes in his career? Sell a bunch of jerseys. Yeah, there's that point, too. You're right. Make They're, money, put butts in the seats. You're already doing that in Las Vegas. If they were still in Oakland, I put, would think. Put Raider butts in seats. Would they really be Raider fans, though, at that point in time? Or Brady fans. Or Brady fans. Like would, they be, a lot of would, would they be fans wearing Raider jerseys that have Brady on the net? Yes, they yeah, would. Yeah, they would be. They would have a lot yeah, of them. They would sell a lot. Of, and that would look like a cool jersey, though. Can you? I, I'm looking at it right now. A 12 Brady with black and gold. Or it black makes a and ton silver. of sense for yeah. them. ton of sense. It does. But I mean, what, what do we do? Are we trying to sell merch? Or are we trying? And by the yeah, way, you can get your Brent Beach Town t-shirts if you just uh, text us. You want the link. Yeah, at always be closing. 586 are, are we trying to sell merch or are we trying to really build something? Because there are there are two sides to every organization. From a business side standpoint, yeah, Tom Brady's great. But if you're on, on the coaching side, and Josh McDaniels is a bad example because he's Tom Brady's ball washer. If you are on the coaching side of things, and, and if I'm like, I'll just go with Robert Sala right now. If I'm Robert Sala with the Jets, I don't want Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Give me Derek Carr because I know I've got stability at that quarterback position for the next five years. Trying to find a quarterback in this league every year is so freaking difficult. We're living on the mountaintop right now. We can look down at everybody and go, oh, you peasants. If I'm Josh McDaniels, do I have a better shot of having this job in two years with Tom Brady or Chase? What was the guy? Said? Chase Gardner or whatever it was last? I've never heard of him. I mean, I it's, it's a Tom good Brady. counterpoint. But I, it's Tom Brady. But you got a good buyout, don't you? The Raiders can't afford to buy you out, so you're going to keep your job anyway. Yeah, but you're still going to have Chase Gardner, quarterback. Like, give yourself a chance. <laughs> Who? I think that was his name. I don't remember. Rulon's uh, kid? Cooter. The California quarterback that was, like, the only one on the roster instead. Instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is uh, an anniversary of another terrific sports event. Not quite as – not quite a Miracle on Ice, which was which was yesterday. But uh, pretty doggone close. You'll have to Google it if you're of a certain age. What year did this happen? Do you remember? It, um, yes, it was 1985. Okay. On this day in 1985. That was a good year for Kansas City. Uh, Bobby Knight threw a chair. So. Two-shot technical against the bench and against Bob Knight. Steve Reed, an excellent free throw shooter, will have the honor of shooting the technicals. Looky here, looky here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jackson. He picked up another tee. Just the perfect slide of a chair Really as well. good, too. You don't see those good plastic chairs anymore. He just slides it across the court. It goes across through the lanes. The guy's trying to shoot the technical free throws. Kind of spins off towards the cheerleaders. Doesn't yeah. you know? No, it wasn't flying. It was he was just skidded. He like like when you're skipping rocks. You know, back in the yeah. day, you and I didn't have like electronics. So we went out and <laughs> skipped rocks. Yeah, I could never skip a rock, skip a stone. But then he just kind of glided it across yeah, it was, the court. It was Very nicely done. I mean, he could have slammed it. He could have 
send it airborne. No, right. he just slid it across the court. Could you imagine if that happened today in 2023, the, the faux outrage that America would have over that? I mean, we saw the faux outrage over Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. We've seen the faux outrage for the last 30 years. Yeah. Could you imagine if that happened today? How could he endanger somebody like what that? What is he doing? Yeah, you're right, endangering student athletes. This man needs to be fired. What kind of message is he sending to the children? Now, I'm not absolving Bob Knight. He's a jerk. But, I mean, that was just the beginning of what Bob Knight did. Didn't he choke a kid? They got and that it was on great. video? It was great because the Purdue guy also, he ran over there to where the chair went and made sure, like, everybody was okay, like, right away. The guy, that was, good? Shoot, the guy that was shooting the tech. Yeah. So good. <laughs> that That's an all-timer right there. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that that's back in the day. Like, Billy Martin would kick dirt on the umpires and, and that kind of stuff. And Lou Pinello would, you know, go out there and make a fool of himself. You don't see that anymore. When tantrums were tantrums. Yeah. When you got your money's worth, right? You got your money's worth for that tantrum. Bob Knight got his money's worth out of that one. Yeah. It's a regular season college basketball game, man. So, happy anniversary to the chair throw. Yeah. Really good chair, too. Because today's chairs, they're all made of metal. They wouldn't slide like that. This is a classic old school 70s and 80s classroom chair. Right. They went to the classroom and got these for the game. Yeah. 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 They moved moved these chairs in In. from a classroom to sit along the bench. That's right. And the plastic back, this didn't have the hole in it. Some of them may have been broken. They were involved when it had the square hole in the back of the plastic chair. Yeah. This was for ventilation purposes. And then yeah. the, the metal legs and the foot, you see the hole. The yeah. hole and it just, it, it just spit. It was a nice. How do, you, yeah. how do you even put it? How do you even put it upright? Like as just a, a regular chair and just pushed it. It would have slid like no problem across that floor. Right. But he had to do the backspin a little bit. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah. He did a nice job. He really did. Nobody's thrown a chair as good since. Yeah. I don't think anybody's thrown a chair since, have they? I mean, we saw that Mike DeFelice throw the garbage can out onto the field. Remember him when he threw that out onto the field? Mike, we see Mike Sweeney and his moment with Weaver. You don't see, you don't see like, somebody unloaded the bat rack a few years ago. Yeah, I love when the bat rack goes or like the bucket of balls. Yeah. And this guy just loses it. Still, no one is the best as that 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 manager that had the was crawling on his hands. Oh, and that guy. Is, the isn't that the manager of the Braves right now? The isn't grenades. that Snitker? I don't think so. I think it was pre him, wasn't uh, it? That was a. It was in the minor leagues. Yeah, I think it was in the Braves system too. If I it was no. What, that's that. what I'm thinking. Like like a guy named Brian Snitker just doesn't become a major league manager. You know that guy grinded. I, I don't know. Right. Would, I think that was the the end for that. That guy, the that guy, guy, that guy's Brian Snitker. That guy was sure, grinding. He you, was working if you tell hard. Me that's and the manager of the Braves. I'll go with it. I think it is. I'm almost positive that it is. I, I could be. No, I think I'm 100 percent sure it is Brian Snitker. But like with a name manager, like Brian Snitker, what were you doing before man, managing the Braves? You were managing the Fulton County Braves, or you were managing the Low County Double A Braves, or something like that, right? Philip Wellman. That's yeah. who the manager of the Braves Minor is. Minor League Braves manager yeah. Phil Wellman. Oh, Phil Wellman. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah. That's so good. What's he doing now? Throwing good days. You look about well, he's the bench coach of the Royals now. Philip Wellman. Yeah. Oh, he still looks like a grizzled veteran. Oh, my. What year was that? Is there a chance Brad Keller played for that guy? He's the current manager of the San Antonio Missions AA affiliate of the San Diego Padres. All right. 
That's a good gig. That really is a good gig. I do like that team. That's a fun little organization. He's an older looking 60. I think he's looked 61 probably for forever, a decade or so. Like he was never a kid. One of those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happened June 1st, 2007. There's a chance Brad Keller may have been around then. Mississippi Braves were playing the Chattanooga Lookouts. Oh, the Lookouts. Mm. Oh. Throw out the records. The Lookouts are a classic minor league team. Should be contracted, but that's a classic minor league team. Philip Wellman, manager of the uh, GCL Orioles in 1992, the uh, Lethbridge Mounties in 93-94, the River City Rumblers in 95, the Winston-Salem Warthogs in 96, Burlington Bees 97 and 98. Oh, my God. in the Royal System. Chattanooga Lookouts, 99, 2001 through 2003. Mississippi Braves from 2007 to 2010. The Arkansas Travelers in 2014. The San Antonio Missions in 2016 to 2018. Then went uh, for a two-year stand at the Amarillo Sod Poodles from 2019 to 2020. And now back with the San Antonio Missions. Do you ever wake up one morning if you're that guy and go, what the hell have I done for the last 40 years? And what's the mascot for the Sod Poodles? Like, what kind of check do you earn doing that job? Because you always say, hang on as long as you can if you're an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. They're making good money. What's a minor league manager pulling in? Uh, Won the title as well with the Sod Poodles. League champs. Why has he never been on a big league staff? I think that <laughs> video would probably tell you. We're thinking about bringing this guy on. Oh, he's the guy that crawled around on all fours and faked a grenade through the all the bags. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy. Hire him. Mm. I'm good with that. I don't know. I like that guy. Let's get he's him up grinder. here. He's a grinder. Oh, he's a he he's a lifer. That's a baseball lifer right there. I was a lookout. I was a sod. You were a what? A sod poodle? Yeah. Excuse me. A title with the sod poodles. I'm a champ. I'm Phil Wellman. Championship minor league manager. You know he's eating tobacco like by the mouthful. He's got that big brick of it. He just bites it off. Real chaw. He's got one of those spittoons. <laughs> that guy's sitting in the dugout. Ba-ding! He smokes in the dugout too, right? Hasn't stopped smoking in the dugout. Right. right. Yeah. Guy's drinking beers during oh, yeah, game. He like, definitely has a twelve pack in yeah. there on standby. Like, like it, it, it is the real life Lou Brown. Be a great bullpen coach. The only upset here is he didn't manage anywhere in twenty twenty. Like he didn't find. Well, a, no, but there was no. I'm league. saying he didn't find a place oh, anywhere. Yeah. Where he, like anywhere. did you miss minor league baseball in twenty twenty? Anywhere, like anywhere, there wasn't a place for Philip Wellman. And you know when he walks to the mound, he's got the stopwatch in his back pocket. Because he's timing the pitcher you to ask, home. You asked Q about the fungo bat in the pocket. Right. He's He's got the fungo bat in the pocket. No doubt. No question. He's got the fungo bat. He's got the stopwatch. Like, if you're his wife, what are you, what are you doing? You're a sod poodle, Phil. Oh, I thought you meant freaking out on the... On the- oh, that too. But I'd be like, but isn't, there, isn't there a moment where you wake up and you go, I'm a sod poodle. I am the manager sod of the poodle. sod poodles. This is where I've ended up. I'm in a hotel room and <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to look Amarillo, up the Texas. 
And I'm the manager of the sod poodles. I got the bench coach in the bed next to me snoring, and I'm a sod yeah, poodle. Yeah, yeah. We just drove all night. Yes, from Lexington, Kentucky to Amarillo, Texas for a game this afternoon. What I'm have 61 I done? years old. What have I done? Ruckus, Ruckus the Sod Poodle. That is the mascot. Ruckus, for the... huh? Yeah. Ruckus, Ruckus. Oh, my goodness. He's a Sod Poodle. Like, that guy never even got a cup of coffee as, like, a bullpen coach or, a, or, a, or a, like, a third base coach or, like, even a first base coach. Like, what's the first base coach do? That's got to be a joke of a job. Hand me your batting gloves, and you yell, get back. And now that they're limiting how many times you can throw over, you don't even have to yell, get back anymore, because once they've thrown over twice, they can't throw over again, so you just steal. The first base coach has got to be the best job in all of professional sports, Right. A major league first base coach. Well, I think you have other responsibilities too. I mean, it's not like you're just doing you gotta, that. You got to hold the glove, the shin pad. You're right. You're picking, and you got to put the stop sign up in case yeah. you know they try to round yeah. first and go towards second. Give pleasantries to the opposing first baseman. Yeah, you know, gotta be communicator. That's a lot of qualities going into that. Yeah, that's why Rusty was perfect for it. Yeah, he's good. He's like the Chamber of Commerce down there at first base. Plenty of other stuff. He too. did, yes. But I don't, how many other first base coaches are as good as Rusty? We'll talk to Brad Keller coming up at 9 o'clock. Royals pitcher will join us live from spring training. There were lines at a place in Kansas City that would only happen, I think, in Kansas City. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Thursday, Brad Keller is going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. He's ready to roll. We're just uh, texting back and forth. He's, whatever you're ready, let's do this. Sorry, Brad. some Brady Singer stories. We, we forgot our reminder text. I know. Um, that was it. That, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, sorry about that, sorry, Brad. Sorry, Brad. You were on it. Yeah, Gene, let him know we apologize. That's good. That's good. Run it. Watson! Yes! Uh, uh, Gene Watson... Watson, yeah, with the Royals, yes, assistant to the general assistant manager, to the general manager, mm-hmm. friend of the show, will bring us you know, Chick Fil A every once in a while, right? Just pretty awesome. Just generally an awesome human being. Uh, of course, I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, he texted you during the break. And yeah, he said, knows Phil Wellman. This Phil Wellman guy, this man, man, the manager. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know Phil. Of course you do. Of course you I do. Don't. I'm not surprised you do. I'm not. I'm not shocked that anybody I throw out there that's. Got some tie in baseball. It doesn't Gene even have Watson to be knows. baseball. It could, it could be anything. And or it, a Texas. Yeah, yeah, or a state te- of Texas. The state of Texas, country, western music, baseball. Yeah. 
did we mention the University of Texas? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, baseball. I, it, it's six degrees of Gene. Right, I and mean, that's going to be the new game. Every once in a while, we're just going to randomly call Gene Watson on the phone and go, all right, we got a name for you. Give me six degrees of separation, and I guarantee you, whoever we throw out there, he can trace it back within six so people. Of course he knew, knows the manager of the San Antonio Missions. Right. Watson, yes! It wasn't, I, it wasn't even a question to me. <laughs> he didn't, that he knew. <laughs> it's like... God, he, he's that one friend that you're like, God, I, I need to know the answer. Somebody's got to know that Gene. Does anybody, Gene, that's always the answer? What was that great bullpen coach we met? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who was like scuffling it up. It's like a New Yorker guy. Oh, yeah. What was his name? With the Angels. Yeah, with the Angels. I feel bad. I forgot. I breakfast. Forgot. I feel bad. But it was, he was Phil something or He was one of those scrapping. It? Yeah. Scrapping. Yeah, the guy that was like scrapping last year got into a fight. Yeah, like and he's and, old. And we met him. He was yeah. great. What the hell was that guy's name? Genial. Genial text. Yeah, he'll know in a minute. But of course, the first person we knew, Gene Watson, right. we knew knew that guy. And we actually met him. So uh so something happened in Kansas City that's only Kansas City. I did this is bizarre. Right? I didn't I didn't know this was going on yesterday, but the the Red X opened a new location, right? And everybody's been to the Red X, whether you live in Riverside or the Northland or wherever you live. I think everybody in Kansas City has been to the Red X. I used to have uh, friends. I still have friends whose parents used to drive to the Red X from out in Johnson County to buy smokes, right? Like, oh, you go to the Red X. It's cheap. And you come out with a bunch of booze and cigarettes and fireworks. It's like it's the quintessential store, right? And Everybody in Kansas City knows about the Red yeah, Dom Cheaty. Thank Dom you. Dom Cheaty. That's who it was. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Did you look it up or did you text it? Okay. Dom Cheaty. No, Chidi, I had to it. look it up. That was it. Yes. Yeah. So we saw Dom Cheaty at yes. breakfast. Yes. We were like, oh, my God, that's the that's the bullpen coach who was fighting. Tire this guy. <laughs> he was awesome, too. He was yeah, great. he was great. I think we ordered a Dom Cheaty that morning, that, too, yeah. and he was there with us. Yeah. Where is he now? Is he with the Mets? He feels like he's he's with the Mets right now. You know he's somewhere. Um Amarillo sod poodles. It could be a sod poodle for all we know, right? So everybody knows about the Red X. I didn't know they were opening a, a new location. Now, I will say this. I haven't been to the Red X in years, but it, it is a great one-stop shop for everything, right? I remember back in the day when I was younger, buy fireworks up there at the Red X. I can't hear you, B-Dub. He's with the Mets. He is with the Mets. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. Yeah, he's with the Mets. Fine. Um, Born in and, Independence. Right. Missouri. Correct. From his auntie and uncle? Yeah. Watson, yes! Um, and, and so um, the Red X, I'm thinking about, like, everybody in Kansas City knows the Red X. Whether you've been there or not, you know what the Red X is, right? They even got a flyer, a circular comes out each week. You can see, you know, what's going to be on sale. So somebody texted us or tweeted me yesterday. He goes, look at the line at the Red X. It was like, you know, people were lined up for, for like, the Super Bowl parade or to get into Allen Fieldhouse or, or something. Or Whataburger or something. Or yeah. Whataburger. Yeah. Like, people were lined up all over the place to get into the Red X. And so you guys can, can weigh in on this. It's, it's one of those things where like you're from Kansas city. That's a Casey exclusive, right? You live here, you know, you know it, you know it, you know it type of thing, right? If you don't live in Kansas city and somebody says the Red X, like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So what, what else is that here in Kansas city? They're just Casey exclusive that if you're from Kansas city, you know, but if you're not, you have absolutely no clue. And you look like a Martian when uh, when people kind of bring that thing up. They're like, what are you talking about? The Red X. What else kind of falls into that Red X category? I imagine there are other stores like Red X, but nothing to this level where you can get your smokes, your booze, and your fireworks all in one place. And it's just an X. I mean, it's just, there's yeah. No, there's no, I mean, it's just <laughs> a sign with a Red X. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it, it is what it is. 913 586 
uh, seven six ten on the uh, the text line today. Hey, Mahomes is coming to uh, to Netflix. Actually, is part of a production company as well. Now he has a production company. I didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't either until till yesterday. That's uh, part of a new Netflix show called Quarterbacks. Oh, you're not the greatest young quarterback we ever seen because it's too short lived. When you lose a Pro Bowl caliber player, you get worse. You have Patrick Mahomes your top five. Patrick Mahomes makes too many careless mistakes, and I don't trust Mahomes at the playoff level. The Chiefs' demise is real. This is how regression starts. It's just a checkers on the centerpiece. Move the balls around the places they can never be. All these touchdowns. Mahomes. Magic. How about that? It's lived by Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is number one across the board. Passing touchdowns, total touchdown, yards. There is a Michael Jordan-esque quality that Pat Mahomes plays the game of football with. He is by far and away the best player in the National Football League. It ain't close. It's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. That's where he is right now. So Mahomes was mic'd up all season. Uh, the show is also going to have Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Why? I don't, I don't know. You could probably just do this on Mahomes and be just fine. Uh, both behind the scenes, on field, off field. I was kind of wondering. It's there was one point this season. I don't remember which game it was, Bob, but I'm uh, done. I'm walking towards the buses. We're trying to get out of the stadium, and coming from the locker room side was was Mahomes. And we were we were checking in at the TSA about okay. the, about the same time, and you you know give me your ID and they look on the thing and whatever. Even Mahomes did; he had his ID out and did it you know did the proper way and everything. And I noticed there was a camera there, and I'm like, are they really filming him? And I asked about the screen, are they really filming him checking in at TSA? Like, what are they doing with all this stuff? Now you know. And there's been stuff outside the locker room too. We're like, man. I, I think I brought up on the others one moment, like he and his uh, mother and sister were out at a road game. We're exchanging a moment. And there's a camera with a boom mic over time. I'm like, I can't leave him alone for like five minutes. Like no. you, you barely get any time. I'm like, now I'm looking back. I'm like, well, no, it's all part of the show, right? Everything, everything. It's part of this show. Yeah. yeah like yeah. everything was recorded for this entire season. And so uh, Netflix is going to have a, a show. I'm guessing largely about Mahomes with some a couple other quarterbacks thrown in. Maybe so. they felt the need to sprinkle a couple of other guys in to maybe get more eyeballs on it or something, but I don't know that anybody's clamoring to see Marcus Mariota quit on his team midseason or I, anything Kirk Cousins has. Oh, that would be all right. Maybe get maybe that'd be an interesting scoop, actually. Mm, that's fair. When Mariota stops playing. Yeah. You're like, why? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a multi-part uh, Netflix series. Their first Endeavor as well with the NFL, leading to speculation. Maybe Netflix gets involved at some point in time with broadcasting games mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And and we'll see where it develops from here. But apparently Mahomes also has a production company that's a part of this, along with uh, Peyton Manning's Peyton production Manning, company, man. Netflix and the NFL. So, All right. Anyway, I'm interested to see. Coming to, uh, coming to Netflix soon. Uh, we will chat with Royals pitcher Brad Keller. He joins us live from AZ next.